Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Sievers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us. Pastor Corey, good to be back with you for our regular weekly podcast. How are things in your uh, Zoom studio? Uh, they're doing just peachy, Tim. Just great. Hey, why do they say break a leg before uh, a play? Well, it's it's supposed to be good luck. I, I thought it's because every play needs a cast. Oh. I'm, I'm such an idiot. You told me this the other day. I, when you said podcast, that stupid joke came into my head. I have like hardly any <laughs> joke memory now, but I have enough in there that sometimes they uh, come out. So anyway, uh, it's good to be with you, Tim, for our regular podcast. We'd love you to share this with others and hopefully you like it and you can give us a good review if you want. But, uh, but we have a couple of announcements to discuss. And then uh, our scripture for this week, uh, Tim's going to lead to the reflection um, from Proverbs 29, 18, as he is preaching this upcoming Sunday. So looking forward to that. And uh, there's been some great uh, conversation in our church, um, our Bible studies uh, already this week around this scripture. So um, yeah, the, the announcements are we're still working on that spiritual growth plan, folks. We are really working on it. Um, and we hope to have it in production in early February. We're taking orders. So if you or a group or a friend or a family member near or far want a spiritual growth plan, uh, give us a call at the church or uh, that's 878-1509 or email tim at palousechurch.org um, and we'll get you on the list. Um, yes, we will. Yeah. <laughs> and uh the next thing is we had our annual meeting on Zoom last Sunday or this previous Sunday, and we have our annual report. And we know that some of you out there may want a paper copy. Uh, we'd love to get you one. So uh, we did email it out. So if you're on our email list, you should have it or you will get it again in the upcoming weekly email. Right, Tim? Yeah, I'm going to send it again. Just yeah. to make sure okay. people have a chance for that. But not everybody does email and some people were at the meeting and still wanted a printed report so yeah i was gonna say the people who don't do email we're probably not watching this or listening to this but uh but maybe you know somebody wants it or maybe you just like paper we'd gladly get it to you um <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're not on our email list let us tim know manages the email list so um email tim at tim at palousechurch.org and say please add me to your email list um those are the two announcements i have spiritual growth plan let us know. Yeah. It's coming out soon. Um, and then the annual meeting. Um, yeah, we're also starting a book club soon. Uh, and so there's a few of us reading the book, Not God Enough, uh, really about kind of increasing our view of God um, and really good biblically based book. So if you're interested in that, let me know, Corey at PalouseChurch.org, or you can just comment below. Um, yeah. So that leaves the rest of our time for the scripture, Tim, unless you have something you want to uh, announce. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Nothing left to announce. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're going to be in the book of Proverbs. Uh, in fact, a single verse in the book of Proverbs is the uh, inspiration <laughs> for this uh, week's sermon. Um it's uh, Proverbs 29, 18. So it's short enough 
that we can read it. Unlike our longer John selections, it is a single verse, just two phrases. Uh, I might read it in a couple of different versions because um, I think they're, it's interesting how uh, they have been translated. And um, Do you have the Neapolitan version? No. Is that like strawberry, chocolate, and vanilla, like the ice cream? Yeah, I was just, I don't know why I said that. I just thought of ice cream and that just sounds like a fun version, right? <laughs> it does sound like it. Yeah. Um, was, you know, Tracy, Tracy was looking at some verse the other day and I had to bust out the Greek, the Greek New Testament, which I have not trained yet in how to use. <laughs> bust out. <laughs> I was like, I think I can talk to you about this kind of and find out what the word is because <laughs> um, something she was reading oh one of the versions she was doing study and um broke up the verse in a different way one had a ah. part of the previous verse and because it was labeled as like 26b or something like that and she's like there's no b in this verse because they had divided it in a different way Very mm. these things happen sometimes they do uh, so uh, the way that I had first encountered this verse was in the King James Version. Uh, and it reads, uh, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And then in the ESV, uh, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. Um, and then... Uh, Another translation I, I got out of a, a commentary reads, without a revelation, the people fall into anarchy, but as mm. for the one who carefully obeys the teaching, blessed is he. And then um, in the, the Hebrew Bible uh, translation with commentary by Robert Alter, um, he writes, uh, without vision, a people turns wild but happy is he who follows the teaching. So you can see these kind of similarities, of course, between them all, but also some different word choices, particularly around the idea of uh, the word vision. Um, vision, prophetic vision, revelation. Um, so just some different ways of talking about it. And there's, uh, I, I learned from my study, there's a bit of debate about, about what does it mean? Uh, and I, I think that's interesting, but I also think that's like, when we think about vision, what, what do we think about? Like, uh, and this is a question I asked in the Bible study, well, what does vision mean to you? Is it simply, you know, the ability to see, um, or, or, or having, having sight? Um, some people, when we think of the word vision, um, and this was very clear in our, our study that the idea is more of this um, almost like a strategic plan or, or, or something to, to follow. You know, we've got these mission and vision and goals and all these things. And that's how we're, this is what the vision is all about. Right. I have a vision of my future. I want right. to go this direction, you know. And then we also have, uh, you know, the idea of, of having a vision uh, like a, like a prophetic vision or like God brings something to you. And mm. that's of course in the scriptures all throughout old Testament, new Testament, we see that uh, lots of interesting scriptures about vision or that involves sight and losing sight. Aren't uh, both of those could be both in the same, right? Like 
um, I mean, God directing us towards the future and God revealing something yeah. um, prophetically or miraculously, you know, I want you to, you know, he tells Moses that he wants him to get Pharaoh to set the people free, right? He gives him a vision of the Israelites being a free people. Um, I, yeah. And, and then Moses is like, that's not my vision. God, <laughs> God I want a new vision. <laughs> He's, well, not, not big enough. No, that's not what he said. He didn't say not big enough, right? He said, I'm not up to it, right? He said, I'm not up to it, right? He didn't share God's vision for what God was about to do. And uh, he had to be kind of, God had to twist his arm kind of and, and wrangle him into it. You know, he was very resistant. Um, how, how silly of Moses. I can't imagine myself ever disagreeing with God and just... <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. God, God stretches us, right? He calls us to things that we, oh, that's outside of our vision or bigger than what we think we're able to be a part of or, um, yeah. yeah. And sometimes, and, and we're going to get to this in the sermon. Sometimes, um, sometimes we have to follow God and his vision, even when we don't understand it or we can't see where he's taking us. Mm. Um, and uh, that, that, so, so we're actually, you know, you, you picked up on, on Moses and, and Exodus, and that's where we're going to, we're going to be primarily in, in the proverb, and then with Moses there in chapter three, and then looking also to chapter 14, uh, 13 to 14. Um, I guess we're going to be in 13. I was reading something else that it's, you can continue the story into 14 and that's fine. It's all part of the same. That is yeah. usually how the Bible works, folks, by the way. <laughs> you just, generally 13 connects to 14. There's does, some exceptions. But. We're, we're going we're gonna to keep it just in uh, 13 uh, for our, our study. Uh, but so, so God gives the Israelites a pillar of cloud uh, mm. by which they're to travel during the daytime, but it's a giant pillar of cloud and they don't necessarily know where they're going and God doesn't take them the way that made sense. Um, it wasn't the shortest route, uh, but there's a reason for that. And uh, so sometimes we don't understand uh, the vision that God has. And, and, but uh, if we follow him, he is faithful to fulfill it for our, it, our best. And we'll see how that plays out in Exodus. So. That's really interesting. I mean, cause they can see, the cloud, but they can't see where they're going, right? right. So uh, it reminds me of something Jesus said of uh, seeing they, they won't see, you know, okay. that it, you still, even if you can see something, you, there's a, still an aspect of faith with vision of, okay, I can see this job working out maybe, or I can see um, a, a big change happening, but I, I don't see my life as the other, on the other side of that, how it would be different, how, how would God actually provide, you know, for me or whatever? And so sometimes we can see something coming, but it's different or scary. So we, we don't, we don't have faith. Does that make sense? Is it, I, I mean, the word faith isn't in this section, but I, this is teaching us about faith, right? I, it's, it's a, a lot about faith and about, um, and about uh, who, whose vision do you follow? Do you follow your mm. own vision? Uh, which, you know, I can, I'm, I'm not right now, but um, 
my vision is uh, compromised. And if I, I can see you just fine, but uh, without these, but if I want to read a sign when I'm driving down the road, <laughs> I got to have the glasses. I can't always see clearly. And sometimes my vision is compromised and, and it keeps me from uh, really seeing where I should be going. Um, mm. That's not the case with God's vision. Uh, God's vision is, is, is clear and uh, we may not always understand it, but if we follow him, uh, he'll get us where he wants us to go. And uh, so um, where do we find that vision? Well, we find that vision primarily, one of the primary spots is in the scripture. Uh, and God tells us a lot through the scriptures about what it means to be a God follower and how to live a life that, uh, that follows him. And, hey, Tim, yep. have you written your opening line yet? I, I just had an idea. I think, I want you to hear me out. Okay. I think you should just belt out in song and just sing. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. <laughs> I think maybe I'll just. I can see clip. all obstacles in my, <laughs> no? I think I'll just take a clip from the podcast now and play you at the beginning. Oh, of the oh boy. Oh boy. I think you could do it better. You have some training and experience, you know, that I don't have in the singing. I don't think so. Like I say, yeah, in the shower and on the bus. You were in musicals. You just like confessed that not long ago. Yes, yes. Confessed it like a sin. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No sin in singing uh, musicals. Depends on the musical, right? I, I mean. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they're, they're not all Hello Dolly or whatever. So. <laughs> But, but yeah, so, so this idea of vision and, and uh, the question, I guess, that I think we need to ask ourselves is, is whose vision are we following? And I, I think if you look at the way that uh, we encounter the world, a lot of times uh, we're not really relying on God's vision. We're just following our own. This is how we yeah. think things should go. This is where, uh, and, and so we're going to go in that direction. Uh, yeah. And, but but life lived according to God's vision is much uh, more full and uh, rewarding for us. And it's the right way to live. Um, and, and I think the American church, I just want to ask you a question here, Tim. Maybe we could say has gotten the, their eye off the ball as far as, you know, we, we almost, I think we've been suckered. Like, um, and we've fallen for it. Um, you know, Satan has kind of suckered us into believing a vision of the right or believing a vision of the left or believing political visions. Um, and, you know, Jesus isn't really right or left. Uh, he may have some, some, some kingdom values of what Jesus wants us to do, maybe uh, integrated in different, or that's not the right word. I mean, different political parties might have aspects of, of Jesus type values, but um, I guess what I'm trying to ask a question here, like, is his is his vision uh, for us? Can it maybe lead us out of some of this that we've been in as a divisive culture and and Christians against Christians, you know? And um, because I think we've been, I think we've been suckered. Do you know what I mean? Like we we bought into a some fool's gold, some false arguments here, and um, I, I'm not putting my thoughts together well, but. I don't know. You're going to get into any of that. I know you've been reflecting a lot on 2020, and and so. So I, 
I was not going to go there in the sermon. Uh, I've been doing some writing about that that may show up in the in the newsletter. But I think you're I think you're right, and I I think that that's absolutely true that we've gotten our eye uh, off off the ball, as you put it. And one of the things um, that I've been thinking about and reflecting on actually goes back to last summer when I was preaching through um, the book of First Peter and uh, while you were on sabbatical. And one of the things there's this there's this discussion that Peter gets into about about the governing authorities and about uh, living as a Christian. And he's he says that you know no matter what you face, no matter what persecution you face, that you have to live as God called you to live. And he lays out some of those principles for us, and we see those also in in uh, Paul's writings and the other epistles throughout the New Testament, which are very instructive for this. But our call is not to a political party, and Jesus didn't accomplish his mission through political means, but uh, our, our call is to live as God's people, and that means living with humility, living with compassion, living with kindness. And if we can turn our hearts to those practices that, that Jesus calls us to, uh, I think that's the only way that we get out of um, what you've kind of identified as this uh, a false narrative that we've bought into that our, that our identity is in our politics because our identity is only in Christ. Um, and the further we get away from our identity being in politics and the closer we get to our identity being in Christ, the better off we're going to be as people as as a church and as god's church in the world um it gets down to how you see yourself right how do you primarily see yourself do you see yourself primarily as a child of god follower of christ that's why you're here and therefore you then have some political convictions and and or you know do you see yourself as primarily i'm a conservative or i'm a liberal or you know i mean and then yeah i'm a christian i have some christian views or you know, what is your primary identity? How do you see yourself? Man, there are a lot of layers to this scripture, Tim. And that's why I really think you should read the Neapolitan version because of the layers. <laughs> I, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think there's a Neapolitan version, but there are a lot of layers to this. So. There might be. Yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it, Tim. Looking yeah. forward to it. I am too. And uh, I hope people... Um, you know, Proverbs is kind of a funny thing. One of the things we kind of um, are, are really sure that we do here is we take scripture seriously and we take scripture in, in context. And that usually means that we deal with slightly larger uh, portions of scripture at a time so we can develop a more full understanding or like we are in John, we're going, we started in John 1.1 and we're going to the end <laughs> and, and uh, kind of story by story uh, working through it. Proverbs are these little nuggets that sometimes are related, but they're just these expressions of wisdom that have been collected. And so this is a little different for us. Um, but I think we can connect it to some other scriptures like we're going to do with, with um, Exodus and uh, also some New Testament scriptures about what, what is this vision that God has for us uh, to live into and lean into today. Um, so it's going to be a biblically-based sermon uh, with a starting point of uh, this verse from Proverbs. So maybe a little different than what we usually do, but it, it, you're going to practice what they call being intertextual. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, so you're letting, what that just means is that 
you're letting the Bible comment on the Bible and kind of letting um, stories, you know, narrative stories connect to this proverb. And, and instead of just taking the proverb out and saying, I think this, I think that, which is what some people do with the Proverbs. They, they just preach kind of worldly messages or whatever their agenda is, but you're, you're going to take the approach of here's the proverb. Here's how, you know, we see this in biblical scriptures and stories. And then therefore this is the right way of understanding it. This is how it applies to our life. And, and that's a good practice folks. When you're reading the Proverbs and you're going to, man, these are all over the place. You know, um, think about, other scriptures they connect to and and in a study bible they'll have references right there for you to to make some connections um anyway intertextual work you're doing tim so yeah it's fun yeah cool well i think that's all i've got uh, for today um of course, people can join us uh, online. Our services will be on Facebook and YouTube as long as all the technology works out, 9 and 11 a.m. on Sunday. Um, and then we upload the sermon. Could you post a picture? Could you post a picture of uh, Bernie Sanders next to a big box of Neapolitan ice cream? I could probably. Underneath this post. Would that be funny? I don't know. I could make that happen. <laughs> Jim's like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> I can. <laughs> it's just a lot of layers, Tim. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Okay. I, I need to get over my dumb joke. Okay. Well, I hope, right. I hope you all can join us for worship this week or catch up with us uh, on the other side. Um, you can get the sermon at policechurch.org under, uh, under resources and sermons. It's always there uh, the week after. Um, and yeah, I think that's all I got. Anything else you want to say as we close? Nope. Have a good day. I'm going to run down to the store and get some Neapolitan ice cream. Yeah. Hungry. <laughs> Hungry all of a sudden. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you all for listening and watching. This has been Tim and Corey coming to you from our Zoom studios here in the rolling hills of Palouse, Washington. And we hope you have a blessed week. We'll see you next time.